Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, the art of listening. And we are One Life Left. Christmas. Happy Christmas. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scanselby. We are One Life Left. We're Christmas's favourite radio show about <laughs> video games. It's not Christmas yet, is it? And it won't be Christmas next Monday, will it? Are we doing a show next Monday? Christmas Eve, why not? Let's do it. Yeah? Let's do it now. Okay. I'm not sure. No, we? we're no, not. We're this not. is our last show of the year. Good. This is the last show of our lives, of course, if the minds oh, yeah. are to be believed. Well, it's been it's been a good run. Well, do you think so? Apart from last week. Right. Um, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, we'll come to before. that. Um, last week wasn't great either because we didn't turn up. We didn't turn up. And also... <laughs> but in many ways it was better than exactly. the week before. <laughs> <laughs> I think people preferred that. Uh, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I've had a very, very busy day. I only arrived a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, uh, yeah we are here. I know. Yeah. So am I. Right. No, but we know that you were here because we were getting worried. Okay. Good. Yeah, where were you? I was on the train. Doing what? Trying to get here. What, what do you know that I don't? Well, let's find out. Sounds like you're building <laughs> yes. to something. No. How, how have you guys been? We've been all right. I banged my head yesterday on a, on a child's slide. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, I can't wear my headphones properly because it really hurts. It looks kind of stupid. <laughs> but if you were to feel my head, Anne... I don't want to do that. But if you were to... I'm not going to do it. It would pain me. And Anne, how are your tights? Uh, unladdered today. Excellent. No, uh, uh, no, our guest dis- decided <laughs> that he would become the official tights checker <laughs> just by leaning over. Hello, Leo Tan. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for having how, me. How are Anne's tights? Uh, they're, lo- they're lovely. Right, they're well, lovely. Un- untorn. And you've yeah. flown all the way over from America just to perform that important duty. Uh, specifically for that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Do you not get tights in America? What are they called there? Uh, they're called tights okay. there. No, they're pantyhose there, aren't they? Uh, I think pantyhose are a different thing to tights, but I, I don't know. Uh, I know you can buy tights in America, and it says tights on the box. So, okay. Leo, do you know pasties are something different over there? There's no such thing as a pasty in America. Or well, sausage word, rolls. The word really? s- spelt yeah. uh, P-A-S-T-I-E-S means something different in America. What does it mean? I'm not telling you. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, maybe we'll get to that later in the show. We'll okay, probably forget about it. Okay, news. Seven oh three on Monday, the seventeenth of December. I'm Anne Scanthbury, and this is the news. The government has made public the guidelines that will be used to determine whether games will be eligible for UK tax breaks. Games will have to score sixteen points to qualify. Points are scored for focus on UK characters, locations, and having a development team made up of UK staff. The best lot of points is the four possible ones for a contribution to the promotion, development, and enhancement of British culture, which comes with no explanation of how to do this. In future, expect a lot of games to be drinking tea, hanging out with the Queen. Or getting aggressive because of sport. 
Did you find it, Simon? Well, the fourth um, search for Google, when you type in pasty, so when it auto-completes, is pasty, and then um, Cornish pasties recipes for BBC Good Food, mm-hmm. and then pasties and petticoats. Interesting. Are they related? That's what it suggested, but I, I, if I click on that, what's going to... Well, what I, this is relevant to this story, because if you included one type of pasty... Right. In your game, your game would be unmistakably British. Mm-hmm. But if you use the other, which I'm assuming is spelled, do you think do you think it's pronounced pasties? Pa- pasties. Well, what is it? What are they? Is it an anti waste slur? Yeah, that's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Is that what you're I'll saying? Tell you what, I'm going to find are a picture. Racist? I'm going to find a picture of it to show to Anne, and she'll describe. Okay. Oh, okay. No. In the meantime, you guys just chat amongst yourselves about this uh, this show. Not the show, the story. Uh, so I went, I went through the guidelines and... Did you? They looked really boring. They were A, boring, and B, very ambiguous, weren't they? And yeah. uh, they seemed like a really um, sort of arbitrary way of just awarding... Oh, you can have four points for that. Or three... And there's these, these sort of mathematical equations for the size of dev teams and, you know, so you get four points for this unless there are three of you, in which case it's two. And But what? so what if it's just one of you and you're just from the UK, like... You get all the points. You get four points get for just being yourself. Yeah, I guess so. Leo, you're in America these days, aren't you? That's where I'm you a, live. I'm a foreigner, yes. So you've uh, so have you missed uh, any sort of culturally British video games? Uh, I so I don't think there are any. Also, but there uh, will be. What would be brilliant is if uh, video games pushed all of Britain when they say British and not just uh, English. Very good point. Which is what foreigners believe Britain is. It's right. just English people. Hmm. Uh, where are you from? Scotland. Where's that? The UK. Oh. Uh, I didn't realise you were British, blah, blah, blah. And then they disparage uh, Scotland. And then I have to punch them. And then they know. Ignorance. So, Leo, do you think that maybe these games would help uh, to stop you be less homesick? Like, what would you like included in a game to make you feel at home when you're playing the game? Ah, Grand Theft Auto Ealing. Right, and then just go around Ealing, get mugged, uh, listen to some grime or whatever the cool new music is in London. I I don't know. It's still that. It's still, all right. I don't know. Uh, That would be cool. And drink cups of tea i guess there you go we'll look into that you can't show me that that's the wikipedia article for pasties apparently (laughs) there's a picture and the caption says a woman wearing pasties at the beach now you'd think that was fine wouldn't you something you see every day at brighton beach (laughs) a woman wearing pasties What? She's wearing two pasties, isn't she? And, and, and nothing else. What are pasties? It looks like it looks like pasties must be um, child handprints from it that just... photo on two prominent parts of a lady. It's just Leo's. Leo's leading in. I really want to see. I really want to see. Is that a thing? Look, it's on Wikipedia. It's the wicket. Scroll up to the top. Yeah. It says Wikipedia article for oh, pasties. I've just clicked on the photo now. That's all I can see. Well, show Leo then. My word. So is that unmistakably British? That's unmistakably un-British. Developer Frontier has made 14 of its 233 members of staff redundant. Speaking to Eurogamer, Managing Director David Borsch said the layoffs, which were in art, animation and audio, were down to the changing mix of skills requirements for our current and future projects. The company has 18 days left of its elite, dangerous Kickstarter, which is not yet funded. Good luck to everyone looking for work. Oh, they've been sunsetted. <laughs> Those people. <laughs> so I guess the reason this is news because uh, you know. Uh, Sorry, I wasn't laughing at the fact they're being made redundant. I was, just, I was laughing at his sort of corporate. Sp- yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it was a callback to a previous yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. Left. left. Uh, but the nature of the video game industry is that people are always uh, looking for new jobs and moving on. It's a very, very what's the word yeah. sunsetty industry. But it's an odd. It's it? an odd. T- it seems an odd time. But be- the reason this is news is because of the Kickstarter. Because they're right? begging for money. Yeah. Mm. And also, he said that they're looking. They're still hi- like they're hiring people. They're recruiting other people, just not those people. Well, that's th- that makes sense because uh, again, people in the games industry have very specific roles. Mm. Uh, so sometimes you'll find a project which requires loads and loads of animation. Sometimes lots of code. Sometimes lots of two D art or something like that. So if they're shifting focus to perhaps elite or perhaps another project that we don't know about it may be that the mix of jobs involved in that project will be different and so you have to change around the skill sets at your company there's been obviously a backlash though on twitter because it's something that happened and everybody got angry about it <laughs> um, that's what they do right yeah but uh yeah there's um, a few people saying you know that uh, if you want our money you should make people redundant which so yeah i mean the two things aren't connected but they feel connected and have been connected by mm. people so yeah i not good anyway. That's not not good for those. Do you think they're going to make their Kickstarter? No, really. No. 
What about uh, Molly News? Definitely not. Really? Yeah. I think they're both going to make it. Do you? That's that's exciting. Mm. Um, well, you, why don't you um, place a bet on it? Well, well yeah, okay. <laughs> on the Kickstarter. On the Kickstarter, yeah. No, the reason why I look at what happened with Johann Sebastian Joust, right? That mm. um, that was that was never going to make it. it was never going to make it. And then all of a sudden, they picked up. I think it was either twenty five or fifty percent. I think it was twenty. Yeah, it was a quarter of their funding in the last week alone, mm. and that had everybody banging on about it. Yeah, I think um, Goddess uh, is so Notch has tweeted about it, and he's put some money in, but he's gone too early because the, the Notch effect you want towards the end. I think if you're going to enlist him, um, yeah, and no, I just uh, I worry that people are so. Um, Disheartened with curiosity or whatever, that, uh, that that's affecting it too. So it's a very different world now, where you're where you're on the one hand you're saying give me the money, then then everything else that you're doing at the same time is. It's interesting the psychology behind the Kickstarter thing because, like you say, Johann Sebastian just just made it and wasn't asking for very very no. much. No, uh, Molyneux asking for what is it three hundred fifty thousand yeah. or something like that, and Braben's asking for. Loads. 1.5 million is like yeah. a, a crazy amount. I saw a project on Kickstarter that was a board game um, yesterday. I, I, Twelve Realms. I don't think so, okay. but has has exceeded its Kickstarter funding to such a crazy amount. Like it's it's I don't know fifteen thousand percent funded. Right. It's, yeah. it's ended up three quarters of a million, and the guy was only shooting for sixty grand or right. something. <laughs> because, and I think that that's partially because you get so much goodwill at the start by going for a smaller number. Yeah, definitely. That that then once it's funded and people yeah. can see this thing's yeah. real, then everyone piles on, right? And I wonder whether their mistake, if there is a mistake, because I still think they're going to make it, is that they you know shot for such a big figure at the start. Yeah, I, the, the other point that I. Uh, I was reading what the Oliver Twins were saying because they never say anything individually, um, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> they both speak in unison. They were saying that actually failing... And sure, they were putting a positive spin on it, but failing, the dizzy failing so spectacularly mm. means that they now definitely know that no one wants a dizzy game. <laughs> now, that's that's sort of true, and it's not true. People don't want a dizzy game that costs three hundred and fifty thousand pounds to make, right? Yeah. They may well appreciate a remake on a mobile or a handheld or something along those lines. But they were they were saying that actually, in this case, it's a very good. It, it saved them money mm. by. Um, by showing that the demand wasn't there. Obviously, the Dizzy Kickstarter was massively ambitious, but... Yeah, absolutely. Leo? Uh, I've got nothing to add. (laughs) Microsoft has backtracked on its decision to ban 18 rated games in the Windows Store. Windows Store app rules previously stated that games rated over Peggy 16 were not allowed. The company has since changed its mind and said age rating support for Peggy 18 is another step forward in a rich tradition of supporting gaming on Windows. It'll be interesting to see whether Nintendo will back down on their nighttime only access to 18 rated games on the Wii U in Europe. Honestly, getting hold of sexy violent games shouldn't be so hard. Hmm. Uh, apparently, they, they can't back down on that though, can they? Because they—they've—this they've, is Nintendo. Yeah. They've come out and said that the reason why they do it in the first place is because they are headquartered in Germany, Germany. and that's where the rule is, which I find a little bit strange. That's what they said. Really? Don't look at me like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, I'm just. You know, don't shoot the messenger. Mm, sorry, Tom. Yeah. Sorry. No, they said it's German law. So does that mean in Germany you can't look at those things? You know, actually, what must happen? You can't at, look at pasties. <laughs> what must happen at eleven o'clock in Germany is that all all of the German men just go, just you know, like sort of five to ten, they start getting a little bit agitated. They go, just gonna just gonna pop upstairs, like eleven o'clock. There must be a surge in bandwidth as they start looking for pasties and stuff. Surely they just move themselves. Or just set up another office and say that's headquarters. But one, yeah, yeah. Well, so Nintendo or the or the German men (laughs) (laughs) headquarters elsewhere just to look at some dodgy sites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, that's what you would have thought, and I can't see how that is necessarily right. I mean, obviously, I'm no lawyer, and if I was, I wouldn't be doing this now, would I? You'd be. I'd be snorting champagne somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just had a thought. What? Really like to go to Greg's the Baker's in America. If you're feeling generous and festive, Games Aid has a bunch of indie games that will make you feel good. The Games Aid Little Big Bunch 2 asks you to donate £6, then lets you choose 5 out of 10 games on offer, safe in the knowledge that part of the money will be going to 5 named charities. The games on offer include Serious Sam, The Random Encounter, Worms Reloaded and Dark Scavenger. Do it before Christmas and you're guaranteed a fast track onto Santa's nice list. This is good news. Great news. Well done everybody involved in that. Bundles, that's the only way to buy stuff these days, isn't yeah. it? Seems you have to give way. stuff to charity. Yeah, that's what, good. What if you're mean? 
what you, if you already you can choose give... not to, can't you? On, on some of them, uh, you can do the little slider where you go. I want it all to go to Peter Molyneux and none to go to the starving mm, children. Mm. Which is what I, I just did. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the other bundle, of course, the other bundle news today. Somebody uh, will be sunsetted from the GameStop uh, digital sale department today, won't they? Really? I didn't see this. Somebody put all the Far Cry games on sale for £5. Oh, right. <laughs> Just do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I saw, I saw Pat Garrett tweet that he was downloading Far Cry for yeah. €6 Euros or yeah. something. That's why. Mm. Oh, that was a mistake? Yeah, it went back up to sixty dollars. Um, it was it was probably a mistake. Uh, people seem to think. Yeah, did someone just miss out a zero? Well, potentially. Yeah, I was talking to a guy who was, um, and that, and that's that's the that's the difficulty now that we all have access to. Or sorry, we game developers and publishers have access to, to uh, sort of adjust that stuff in real time. I was talking to somebody who um, a publisher, a Steam publisher, who said that he once accidentally sold a load. Of, he he just he was drunk in his hotel room and <laughs> and, and, and he put the wrong figure in and didn't realise. And, and, until his system had crashed, this was this was a while ago. But yeah, that he'd been selling stuff at a massive loss. <laughs> I forget what the game. No, I, I can't remember the game. It was, it was from a major publisher. Yeah. Thank goodness we're no longer in charge of any money. And finally, fans of Angry Birds have got three years to get excited about the latest announcement from developer Rovio. There's going to be an Angry Birds feature film released in summer of 2016. Rovio will be financing and producing the movie itself. No casting information has been released, but One Life Left is crossing our fingers for Lindsay Lohan to play the big red one, then get arrested. <laughs> yeah, it probably probably will be about her point in the career trajectory, won't it? In yeah. Two years' time. Fling her into something. <laughs> um, more importantly, though, is that is that how you pronounce the publisher? I cannot remember. Right. Rovio or Rovio? I've, oh, I've always gone for Rovio. Yeah, I always say that, and then I feel like other people say it differently. So I tried to slur it a bit today. Okay, good. Good. I just thought you were drunk. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so I saw um, uh, um, one of the previous guests on the show, Daniel Nigriffis, tweet the other day about movies based on video games. Right. And he's, he, I think he posited that Lara Croft Tomb Raider is the biggest movie based on a video game. Is that right? Biggest grossing? Yeah, but I, I guess most successful. More than Resident Evil, which is yeah, I, that's surprisingly I, you see, I was going to reply it? to him. What about Resident Evil? But he's smart. He is smart. You need to be careful with people like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume he thought of that already, hmm. so I didn't raise that. Could you have just said it and then dot, like said lol afterwards, and then it like it could either be a joke or it could be a fact. Yeah, he'd been caught out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, smart. let's do that now. <laughs> I'll do that right now. I'll- Smart people now know. What they was can his just... last tweet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Just one, just wondering what uh, what games I play to get uh, to get my uh, my lady in the mood. <laughs> was his last tweet? Just reply. <laughs> was an evil lol. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that while the news jingle plays. So okay. We'll see what happens. Is right. that it? Yeah? Good luck. Yeah, that's it. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Clam and Terminated. It's from chipmusic.org, as is so much of our brilliant music. So go there and download more of it. Simon. Peter Molyneux is at 343,399 pounds, pledged to the 450,000 pound goal. Okay. Three days to go. Wait, how many pounds does he have left? Where he needs to get, in three days, he needs to get 107,000 pounds. It's over. 107,000? Yeah. Yeah, good luck. He'll probably be eager for publicity. We could probably give him a call. Why do you feed him? Every time you talk about him, you feed him, and then he'll just say something else that's rubbish. That'd be brilliant. Brilliant. And you just constantly say things that are rubbish. I want to make him cry, Leo. I'm going to make him cry. Um, Did you read about that all all the way in the States, about people on you crying? Uh, No, I didn't know about that. I mean, I heard him say rubbish things. We had a letter of complaint about that. I've got the letter, don't you worry. What did he... He's been crying because he just believes, Leo. Just believes. Just believes so much. But... Now, apparently he's got a really high-pitched cry, which is what they omitted from the uh, piece itself. He's like... Like that. <laughs> One life left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. And that's the sound of Peter Molyneux's tears. Who's our guest today, Simon? Leo Tan. Oh, hi, Leo. Hi. Because we couldn't get Peter Molyneux in. <laughs> he's crying. Ups- <laughs> too upset. <laughs> he's crying somewhere, lying. Leo, last time we saw you... Um, so, you caused a little bit of trouble at Nottingham Games. Oh, City. thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah well, we still we still laugh about it. The... And we still tell other people about what you said. No, to. let's not. Why? why? What? That's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever story. done in my life. And you're keeping it alive. It's, it's a funny w- story. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, my expense. For Simon's birthday, I sent him a video of you talking in Game uh, City. Just, just uh, for a present. No. Yes. Everyone likes it, Leo. Yeah. No. No, it's good. It's, it's funny. I don't. It's funny, so, though. Not everyone likes but it. for the greater good, though. I feel so ashamed. You know, I think of it regularly. And Do I think you? of it in an ashamed oh, manner. Don't. No. And it makes me drink less. Well, shortly after that, Rich Lamarchant left the games industry, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> that was my fault. Yeah. That's basically my fault. I killed Naughty Dog. Yeah. Mm. Sadly. <sighs> so, how have you been since then? Yeah, good. Uh, living in America, living the dream. Are you? Uh, eating American food, drinking American beer. That was the dream? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, let's right. say it was. So, you're in Boston? I'm in Boston. I work for Turbine now. I'm still a PR. Uh, and That can't uh, have been the dream. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, I kind of was because it's. I'm still in the games industry, and that's basically been the dream for a while. And there's nothing else I can do because I have no qualifications whatsoever. <laughs> I have only experience given to me by you. So if I don't do that, I am up the creek. I saw you mentioned in an article today. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, no, let's clarify really quickly. <laughs> so you mentioned in an article about uh, Lord of the Rings Online. Oh yeah, that's uh, my about, game. Now. Uh, that's my baby. Update nine. Is oh that yeah, a thing? yeah, yeah. And it's you still were, going. You were guiding someone through the world. Uh, you were being their sort of. You were uh, reading VG twenty four seven. That's right. Yeah, Stephanie Dunley, very, very lovely. And uh, it made me think of you as sort of in the in the you know Hobbit universe. So that's considered a. F- fail in america so i you shouldn't see me mm. ever like here i was like you you see and hear me talk like i came to talk about capcom and stuff mm. in america the prs are like behind the curtain really right. and so you that was me being really bad at my job wow so you hearing me yeah okay well, it's all right we don't go out in america yeah that's no. <laughs> well you do you go out globally because you're on the internet do we is the uh, internet global now <laughs> yeah. oh no so do all the americans know what we've been talking about when we've been talking about pasties <laughs> They do know. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I like to put a good to put pasty in my mouth. <laughs> I like a porky pasty. So, so has working on Lord of the Rings Online, has that changed you, Leo? Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, are you more of a Well, working, of a for, working for Warner Brothers fan. has changed me. Uh, okay. I work with Mark Ward now, who is a, is he a friend of the he show? He's a friend of the show. Has, he, has he written in? Do you have to write? He's been on the show. All right, so yeah. he's a friend of the show, he's literally yeah. a fox. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I've become a horrific corporate shell. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to say it. So you mentioned the sort of key differences in what a UK and USPR should do. What's what's the difference in the journalists that you found? It's really different. Is so it? nobody's nobody's friends there. Right. right. Oh it's my a, god. Yes, I know what you're going to say now that we just yeah that we remembered. Have you seen their bedrooms? <sighs> I've seen journalists' bedrooms. <laughs> really? is that, uh, Have you been on the internet today? <laughs> no, actually I haven't. I right. I wasn't on the internet all day. Right. It missed you. And then And then there's that. There was that. Leo, have you seen do you know what a polygon is? Ah <laughs> uh, yes, I'm familiar with it. Did I've seen s- oh I've seen some of their houses on those documentaries. Yeah. Well they've about done them. another documentary about Brian Crescente's house, <laughs> mm-hmm. his playground. Yeah. Um 
Which is astonishing. <laughs> astonishing. That's a self-indulgent piece. Of, so it starts off with a sort of slow camera track behind the sofa, and it's going mm-hmm. to playground, and then he, and then he goes, <laughs> I, I, uh, I uh, work in a closet. But the closet's bigger than our lounge, obviously, and stuff like that. And then he goes, and then he uses the verb to get to game. He says, "Well, you know, I don't like to game in the in the lounge. I didn't want to, but then there's an Xbox 360 and a Wii U in there for the kids and all this stuff. I don't want to see your house." Well, so the the so they've I all got massive houses. So I kind of want to stick up for him, but at the same time, like like utterly destroy him. But it's, so it's, <laughs> it's not, all right. We don't go out in America. So American houses are just big. They're just big. And right. so he, you have lots of rooms, right? I live, I am not. What's your, yeah, what's your playground? Do, but I live in a really big house and it's not like because I'm rich or successful or anything. It's just all the houses are really big. <laughs> so he's going to have all these rooms. So don't look, okay. look, don't look down on him. No, but that. you've not made a documentary of it. Nah, it on really. the internet. Oh, have you? Can you? And, yeah. Do it. Uh, astonishing. Yeah. Like, I've never seen such a lack of self-awareness. And, well, and that's the problem, I think. In a, you know, everybody knows that the Polygon is very, very well funded. And, and what they set out to do was revolutionise the way that we read the internet. And actually what they've done is they've made a series of I short documentaries on themselves. You, you know, you said, Leo, yeah. that the, the, the purpose of a PR uh, in the US is to be behind the curtain yeah. and be, you know, um, not seen. Surely, uh, journalism. I completely it's agree. It's not about making yourself the story. Absolutely, and yeah. I, you know, and I, I always think, you know, like I don't, and that's why Kickstarter sits quite poor, quite uncomfortably for me. Is that I don't think that creatives should be involved in the money making. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously right. they are mm-hmm. right, and that's what they do. But it seems very undignified begging um, a yeah. lot of the. Ca- and but I don't think that they should be, and I don't think that journal that, that games journalists if you're in that fortunate mm-hmm. position, should be showing off about all the stuff they've got. Absolutely. Well, I think also as well, maybe Polygon is, is I would call it games writing before games journalism. So, yeah, sorry, yes. And yeah, then, yeah, 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 and yeah. not to say yeah, it's not you, games you, journalism, you, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Their, their primary yeah. thing is writing. And although I think that those, I don't know many people who have really loved those documentaries, but everyone knows about Polygon, they launched a site that everyone knows. True. So if I was doing the PR for that, I would be like, yeah, but yeah. look, I'm slightly cringing at the. I guess I can videos. see I can see a justification for doing that sort of thing because people do get excited on the internet when they see people's games collections, right, and where they play games. But if you have that idea as a journalist or as a games writer, surely yeah. you seek someone else to project this onto. You go to someone else's house and you go, "This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. This is some amazing games room." You don't sit there and do what essentially amounts to bragging. It's yeah, MTV yeah. Cribs absolutely. for people yeah. who are not yeah. celebrities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a little, it's a little odd and it's not I mean the thing is it's easy to, you could look at it and go, ah oh, that's Americans. But actually I haven't met anyone like that who who would willingly partake in that kind of portrayal of themselves. So it's, it's, I think it's very specific to them. The fact that they even made a documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. said things like, I've moved all the way across the country for a job. Like, I'm, like my, it's, the, it's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. And like half of my office moved across the country for their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you do in America. Yeah. You move across the country for your job because you probably don't live in San Francisco or New York City. And that's where all the jobs are pretty so much. So now, you, now you're in America. Yeah. That's where all the famous people are from. There's right? a lot. Yeah. Who, tell us some celebrity stories. Uh, I haven't seen Lindsay Lohan even once. Oh. I know, right? Really She's sad. been banged up quite a lot of the time, though. Uh. Or trying to get banged up. Trying, I mean, as in in jail, right? Okay, <laughs> I mean both, <laughs> both pretty much. We don't know. Uh, and uh, it's all about. So when I live in Boston, it's all about Tom Brady and Giselle. You probably don't even know who that is. No, right? So he's that's, he's uh, the quarterback for New England Patriots, best football team in the world. Woo! If this is an American wait, show, wait, wait. I would have just killed it with that. Do you like sports now? Best, best what team? <laughs> I'm gonna. Just, American football. What has happened to him? I know you like yeah. sports now. Um, I do like a bit of. I like. I watch a bit of American football. You like the old ball game? No, just, that's, that's baseball. I like guys <laughs> just so kicking the living out. daylights out of each other, and that's basically what American football is. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool. I like violence because I play video games. <laughs> Maybe we should take this show international. You should. British people over there are like gods. Not even kidding. What sort of house could we expect then? <laughs> a really big house. Could we? Let's make here's, a documentary. Here's what else you'd have over there as a Brit. You have the life that you would have in London if you are a really beautiful girl, for instance. 
at Canterbury <laughs> can probably go to the front of any line or like in have London's a sandwich with any bread that she wants or she can say like hold the mayo and they'll be like oh. sure I'll do that for you because you're a beautiful girl do you know now you're explaining these sort of uh, these apparently limitless possibilities yeah. that you reckon that that explains your dream doesn't it yeah because that's the first thing you think that Anne can get if she can get anything it's some, some different sort of bread <laughs> on her sandwich yeah, she shoot can... higher <laughs> but I'm so happy <laughs> okay. so but you would get that you would just be like oh you're British so you're intelligent and classy and you know everything about video games and it's really it's really well maybe quite, we should it's do fun that. how do you think they treat Derek Williams really badly I don't know if you I think you should localize for the American audience So there's not much changing in the charts, with Just Dance 4 hugging the top spot, and it being followed by Halo 4, Cod Blops 2, and Assassin's Creed. I've had Halo 4 in for two weeks now, and still no one is wanting to buy it. Apparently they'd rather spend £45 on a second-hand copy at CEX than buy mine for £30. Customers. Can't stand them. Anyway, Christmas is continuing to be an excellent time for me to sell rare games and such. I've just sold the original Zelda on the NES for £75, which is rather nice. I've had that since I first started being a free market economist all of 11 years ago, but only just put it up for sale. I should probably sell my copies of The Fireman on the SNES and Body Count and Castlevania New Generation on the Mega Drive. Strike while the iron's in the bush, that's what I always say. Like, constantly, all day long. People are getting a bit sick of it, really. Scrabble 2007 on PC has just sold for a nice £34. Final Fantasy IV on Game Boy Advance has just achieved a lovely 21 I sold two copies of Sonic 3 on the Mega Drive recently. One for £30, one just now for £23, which is nice. So, the Christmas number one in the official games charts. What will it be? Who cares? I dare say this is the last OLL chart of the year, so in that case, I'm Christmas number one. There, Derek Williams, Christmas number one. What else? As I've already said, I'm Derek Williams, and I'm sorry there's no special free market economy this Christmas, but I'm a bit busy. Unless I manage something in the next couple of weeks anyway. Letters. Letters. We've got a bumper post back this week because we've been away for two weeks because personal reasons. We were all indisposed. That's true. Sorry, <laughs> I was just trying to call them up. Um, Anne's going first with this oh, one. Oh, am I? Um, hello. Firstly, I'd like to congratulate you all on a successful Christmas party. I'm sure it'll have been amazing. It was. It was. Um, we'll talk about that later. Secondly, I'd just like to caps, vent my minor annoyance, uncaps, at the whole Molyneux does one more game backtrack story. In short, the quote everyone picked up uh, from Molyneux was before Goddess was started. It was referring to the game that was meant to be at the end of, uh, at the end of chain of 22 things that 22 cans were doing. This is pretty explicitly referred to in all uh, the other interviews at the time, and especially post-Goddess announcement in in places like the lovely extensive rock paper shotgun interview basically people who spread the story were either one thick two incapable of even minor research three acting unethically in publishing a story they knew not to be true out of an urge for sexy clicks four sexy clearly you are sexy hugs kieran oh thanks kieran was that KG? That was KG. Oh, interesting. He was at uh, the party, wasn't he? Yeah, he was at the party. He was sat on Keith Stewart's knee. That's <laughs> a lot of people were. <laughs> I told him I was going to murder him at one point. I didn't. Okay. Th- this letter that I've got here from Michael Fredrickson, uh, friend of the show, super special guest X, it's, it's really long. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like, want to... Should we save it for the new year? Maybe. I've got, I've got one here from okay. David Burrows. Go on, Are you going to bump Michael Fredrickson? I mean, I can start, but I don't think we'll get it done in time. Dear Anne, Simon, and hopefully a fully functional Steve. Sorry about that. After a couple of years of sporadic, jokey emails and cocktail recipes, I felt it was time to send an oddly serious one. 
As a video game blogger and avid listener to a broad selection of gaming podcasts, I have a question about the trend in which listeners writing in refer to the journalists as members of the games industry. To my experience, this is rarely corrected by the journalist. Now, perhaps I'm nitpicking, and I'm sure there are exceptions as those individuals actually involved in development, but surely video game journalists are commentators on the games industry and not participants in the production process. Political correspondents are not active in the machinations of government, and business journalists are not leaders of industry. I'm fairly certain most entertainment correspondents aren't actors or actresses. So what I'd like your opinion on, could this be seen as part of some games journalists' desire to be more strongly associated with the magic of video game creation? Or is it more sinister, a fundamental misunderstanding on the part of the commentator with regards to the role of journalists and lack of objective detachment? I hope this email hasn't lost you too many listeners. Yours, eagerly hoping to attain the title of Fox, David Burroughs. Well, that's a very good question, David. It is a very good question. Yes or no, Anne? <laughs> yeah, yes. <Right>. Yes? <laughs> uh, it's a very good question. It depends, um, I think, that... Um, there is a sense of community, I think, of people who are working in the video games industry. Um, are journalists part of it? Part of the games industry? No, they shouldn't be. Journalists I shouldn't be. Writers can be. I don't think... I don't think so. Writers should aspire to be writers and part of their own industry. And I think journalists, you know, should be covering it. Again, it comes back to the thing I said before. Don't make yourself the story. And you need to preserve some sort of detachment. You should have that detachment. And You I, should be able to go right with that detachment and still hang out. So, oh, I agree I, with that. Having, having seen America where nobody is, like PRs and journalists are basically at war with each other, mm-hmm. it's horrible. And here it's brilliant. And <laughs> if you're going to shut down what's brilliant, yeah, then you're going to lose something. it. And then it's your own fault. So, something. I, I'm totally with you, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of the hand-wringing over the GMI defo- defiant stuff that went over said, I'm never going to hang out with a PR ever again is, is ridiculous. Yeah. But still, games journalists should not consider themselves part of the games industry. I don't think that that is controversial. I don't think it's controversial. I'm not sure I 100% agree with it. I, I think that you can still remain... Cri- if you If you are... You have integrity and your stronger will. You can remain critical of. I mean, it's a fallacy to think if you're, for example, if you're a PR person, you know whether a game is good or bad or not, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I think journalists shouldn't journalists journalists just shouldn't be be influenced by anything. That's, right, right. But that's not to say that they shouldn't be part of an industry. I don't. Part their so their industry is what publishing. I would say so, yeah. So, so their job, the reason for their job is to sell magazines. Mm-hmm. Or, or get clicks on websites. Right. But, but but what would a journalist say the reason for his job is? Is to inform and educate and entertain, right? <sighs> Depends which journalist you ask. Sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so some... those two things are mutually exclusive. No, entertainment is not exclusive with sales. No, but your job, if your job is to sell magazines, uh, you can do that in a number of ways. Uh-huh. Sorry, many of which are mutually exclusive. Mm. For example, true, over promising on stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I, I think you're right. And <laughs> like any discussion about words, it comes down to semantics, yeah. right? And so I think what we're saying is, David. Yes. No. <laughs> All of those things. Do we have we have more letters, don't we? We've almost run out of jingle. Leo's gone. Uh, dear team, oh, this is from Tom. Dear team, thanks for an amazing night. It was glorious. Uh, he doesn't mention the party, so I well, <laughs> In my pub exit haste, I seem to have ended up with someone's copy of MCV. Can you pass on my apologies to whoever I've deprived and my email address so I can post it back to them? Thanks. It's remarkably honest, isn't it, for a magazine <laughs> yes. that's free? Yeah, if you want to sit. Was... Sorry, I picked up someone's evening standard on the way here. <laughs> It was like <laughs> a metro. It was my copy of MCV. Was it? And you know what? It's on me. Whoa. <laughs> Keep it. A memento. Maybe frame it. I don't know what to do with Michael's letter. It's really long. It's really good. But, um, yeah. Maybe we can tweet it in a thousand parts. <laughs> maybe. Thanks for the letter, Michael. We'll put it on the website. Maybe maybe we could do a Christmas reading to some Christmas Aww. music. He ends it and says, And so, team and dear listeners, Spoilers. I implore you, be honest, be yourself in your high scores, and always stay away from bears. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Uh, I have one letter which is relevant to the next thing, so I'll just read it out. Hey, Steve, Simon, Anne, and possible thoughts, SSG, if present. Hope you guys had an amazing Christmas party. I wish, wish, wish I could have come along, but alas, I can't afford such frivolous luxuries such as nights out in London in these harsh economic times. As you know, 
team. The world is going to end on Friday, so I thought I'd take Mm -hmm. this last opportunity to send you some music. I won't be offended if you think it's terrible and don't want to play it. Well, Mr. Jan Hacker, we do. What? I think it's terrible One of those yeah. two things And we'll leave you guessing as to which one The 13th and Christmas number three. It's all right. Thanks for sending it it's in, though. It's all right. We don't hate it. I don't mean the music's all right. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. I mean... It's nice. It's all right. It's nice. Simply. We wouldn't be playing it if we didn't think it was nice. Thank you so much for that. If you've got any music or any emails, just any personal problems, email us. Team at onelifeleft.com. We'll do our best to help you out because we're nice and it is Christmas. Simon. Somebody wants our help. Ah, interesting. Uh, Stefani emailed in said uh, just straight into it actually there's no sort of hello or sort of pussy floating around straight well, in you know Stefani probably knows us so well yeah. that they don't need to exactly. you know, formalities are irrelevant Stefani says uh, what you'll find in this email is a bit of begging I'd really love to get some coverage from a video game marathon that I'm running for charity I promise 100% gaming awesomeness nothing more or less huh. exactly 100% uh, read on for more about the charity then some quick notes so basically he's raising money for um, water he and, oh sorry well actually I don't know he was sh- Stefani yeah it's just Stefani I don't know I reckon she so Stephanie sorry it says Stephanie at the end sorry you know you're absolutely right I didn't see the real name <laughs> um, she is um, running for charity for water you can um Check out her page, uh, which is mycharitywater.org forward slash you pick video game. She says... um, It's basically a video marathon, isn't it? Where you get to pick a video game and they'll play it. And the amount you pay defines how long they'll play that game for. She's live streaming it. Yes, exactly. Obviously a big fan of the show. She is. She says... um, uh, if this is something you're interested in writing about, I'd be happy to answer any questions you have for me writing about. Big fan of the show. Not, Sorry. Not exactly clear on how radio writing. works. She's never listened, is she? We've been spammed. Oh, again? Stephony. What we think of... No, we don't. Uh, despite that, you should go and check it out. Yeah, because charity, you know? Charity. Exactly. Christmas. Christmas party. Right. Oh, yeah. Happened. Definitely did. Thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah, highlights. Highlights highlights. for me was um, seeing Keith Stewart from Hookshot LNC, seeing him realise about 10 minutes in to the part of the party where everybody had to sit on his knee. So Keith Stewart was doing the secret Santa, dressed as Santa Claus. He was. Simon Parkin was dressed as an elf. Uh, He looked ridiculous. (laughs) Lee sexy. Yeah. And uh, Keith Stewart was was going, ho, ho, ho. And basically, uh, like, boys were coming up and he's going, shoving a, uh, like, a PS3 promo in their hands and getting with him pretty quickly. The the ladies, though. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been good this year? Ho, ho, ho. And they were sitting on his knee and they were having their pictures taken with him, stuff like that. It was good. Really? Yeah. And uh, I hope to be seeing more of those pictures on the Guardian Games blog. Just (laughs) comments. Yeah, that was good. What was your favourite bit of it? I really, really enjoyed the... um, 
the performance of Half-Life at the karaoke, I thought was was just really yeah. nice because it was the second song. We'd just in our, yeah. done our introduction, which was Wonderful Christmas Time, which was great and fun stuff. But then someone came up and sang uh, Park Life, we were written to be about Half-Life. And the whole pub was shouting Half-Life and singing along. And it was great. It felt great. And the other performances, I mean, there were some brilliant ones, actually, weren't there? Uh, the the Peggle song, that was fabulous. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the Skyrim song as yep. well. That was magnificent. But I think for me, my favourite moment was Stephen Poole singing Hello. <laughs> he was very good, wasn't Single, he? Singing yeah. Lionel Richie's Hello. And that was magnificent. There was a picture of that on the One Life Left Twitter as well, I saw. We should uh, also say that the regular features men uh, were doing a workshop upstairs, which went really... It was so popular. Astonishing. Um, where people were getting creative with materials, balloons and T-shirts Did you see the plasticine models? Yeah, They were excellent. unbelievable. I, we must get pictures of those and put those on the Twitter account. Uh, well. John Blythe, uh, Log, has written in and he says, um, uh, thanks for letting us be part of the night. It was great fun. You have an adorable listenership, he says. Uh, he then goes on to say, there were a couple who were trying to steal the Hotline Miami T-shirt in such a shady way, it was adorable. <laughs> I took it out of their hiding place because it was ace and I wanted people to see it, but I'd like them to have it now. So if you want to tell them to get in touch, they deserve it. They were a strange and lovely couple. So, hey, listeners, if you were the couple that were trying to steal property from the pub, get in touch. And uh, we'll send it to you, probably, although we still haven't sent out the Virtues Last Reward t-shirts. What's your highlight, Anne? Um, I liked it when we were singing uh, We Built Game City. (laughs) And we were not in... At Game City, <laughs> I didn't understand. I had that a was lovely like the time encore, singing. That was, yeah, 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 it was an old favourite. That was great. It was a great time. Um, we were slightly disorganised from our end. Mm. I feel like we may have let you down slightly, but hey, we wouldn't be one life left if we weren't <laughs> shoddy in many respects. Um, and I think, despite that, it went, it went yeah, I unbelievably do. well. Uh, yeah. And that was down to the listeners. Exactly. Really. Thank you for coming. Um, uh, we hope you enjoy your badges. Wear them with pride. Uh, oh, I've still got that. I, I we need to give Leo. one for Leo. Exactly. And we need to. Um, also say uh, that the money we put the b- behind the bar didn't last as long as it as we would have liked because we did the one thing we didn't check on the venue was how much do the Thank beers you. cost yeah quite quite a lot the beers cost a lot of money didn't they <laughs> they, they really did um, but we put as much money as we could do behind the bar uh, rest assured we didn't make any money out of this we, no. we lost money <laughs> I didn't uh, even get any of the free drinks, no. despite paying more. No, that's no. right. Uh, but it was great. Yeah, really, really good. We, we we raised the ante this year with the Christmas party, and really like to think uh, thank sorry, Hookshot LNC and Regular Features for their input. And uh, yeah, we learned a lot. We'll be doing it again. Yeah, we talked yeah. about potentially doing a Valentine special. Did we? Well, yeah. Did we? Me and John Blythe. How oh, did you? Excellent. Oh, mm, just yeah. the two of you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, maybe there was confusion. Right. And when. You two are going to hire a pub together. Maybe. Valentine's special. It sounds awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do it again. And it was brilliant. And thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. We have a new feature oh. now. Now. It's coming up right now. Uh, this is really, really exciting. It's called Press XY to Continue. As a pathetic, bespectacled wheezebag, I've long been suspicious of games favoured by gamers who identify as blokes. I don't like the yearly cycles of games that squat at the top of the charts because I'm a sensitive boy who knows the names of pastors and likes whimsical indie music. Except, am I wrong? Do I have my cause and effect backwards? We all know that video games change behaviour and make every single one of us a violent GTA murder rapper. So can I change from being a teary nerd to a strapping specimen of manhood? Can I run my development process backwards? Go from current release to alpha? This week... FIFA. Ah, football. The keystone of UK blokedom. I tend to think about football in the same way that I think about racist comedians from the 70s. That is to say that it's a clear indicator of cultural failing and will only be defended by idiots and bigots 20 years from now. It is with this open mind that I fire up a copy of FIFA 2010. First impressions were good. The game checked to see if I'd played FIFA before and asked me if I'd played a football game recently. So polite. Then I got to pick a team. This is tricky as I don't know about football because, as previously alluded to, I'm not a swaggering, stellar stoked monster. I settled on Reading because the word looks like reading and then was delighted to find out that they are sponsored by Waitrose. This is clearly the team I was meant to lead. And so, on to the game. After a boring 0 0 draw against Leeds and a 1 0 loss against West Ham, I've only learnt that X is miss, O is kick too hard, and triangle is miss 
differently. At the end of two hours, I'm stumbling, lost. Too many options, too many teams, too many choices. This is clearly a good game, but I've jumped too far into the deep end. If I'm going to give this transformation a chance, I need to start with something that looks more like a video game. This week, I failed to become a man. Football won. Me, nil. Amazing. Right, reviews. I have been playing a couple of things this um this week I played uh, GTA Vice City on Android on my Nexus 7 with oh, a really? PlayStation controller. You oh, were struggling with that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't um it was released and pulled. Uh, and now it's back. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really really good on the Nexus 7. Um, and anybody who moans about the portable version um having fiddly controls is clearly playing it on iOS because if you get it on Android you can root it, pair it up with a PlayStation controller and be the envy of the train carriage. <laughs> uh which is good. Uh, bad though. Big Sky Infinity on PlayStation Vita. Now, I was very excited about Plus coming to Vita, um, and now I'm a little concerned because I'm worried that it's making the games appear to be worthless, and I think potentially that's the problem with Big Sky, Big Sky Infinity. It's $6.99, $7.99, or free if you're a Plus subscriber. It is a twin-stick shooter with procedurally generated levels. Um... And it's rubbish. Really? It's rubbish. And it's weird, because Pocket Gamer gave it 9 out of 10 and said it's an essential game for the Vita. That is weird. Yeah, so I want to know how many packets of Doritos there. Yeah, but um, I just can't get on with it. Now, the problem is, I've not I, because I've got it for free, I'm not invested in it. Mm-hmm. So I played the tutorial, which is terrible. Everybody will um, tell you when they play the game that there's this... Uh, just really annoying narrator who um, just slags you off and in the way that a, that you know a programmer found funny um, and it's it's just not uh, so you can turn it off thankfully but the tutorial is really dismissive doesn't really teach you much about the game which I imagine over time you would learn its nuances and stuff like that but because it was free to me I don't care about it it just mm-hmm. seems like a, a massive chore um so, yeah, I went from really looking forward to it to actually probably never play it again. Um, yeah, 7 out of 10. That's great. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I've been playing Finger Hula. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I should probably preface this uh, by saying that I met the man that made Finger Hula at the Christmas party. Oh, full disclosure, what were you eating? Well, I was trying to get him to buy me a drink so <laughs> nice. I could sell him the review. Um, <laughs> at least you're honest. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Somewhere. But by the time he, he came to meet me at the bar, I already had two drinks in my mm. hand. Um, so I was unable to sell this review. So this is an honest review. Has okay. not been sold. Right, well done. Um, Proof that you can't be bought, but it's not through <laughs> lack of trying. <laughs> like, I really, really tried. Um, so Finger Hula is... Um, a game on iPhone where you uh, there are hula hoops on the screen and you use your finger to make them go around uh, and you have to change the speed to uh, make a barometer go up or down. Um, there is a soundtrack, so the music is rising or lowering as, your, um, as the speed of the hula hoop is going up or down. Then, so you start off doing it with one finger, then you do it with one finger and then the other finger... And then you have to do it with two fingers at once. What? I know, right? My fingers have never looked so sexy. <laughs> Just twizzling around, not being able to do it at the end because it was pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's a cute little game. Just hula hooping around with your fingers. Good. Seven out of ten. Excellent. Leo. Uh, I've only been playing one game for the last year, pretty much. Uh, that's League of Legends. Uh, and still, I, yeah. No, I, are you not very so, good at it? Uh, you have finished I'm, it by now. I'm decent. Uh, I think my ELO ranking indicates I'm in the top 20% in the world. But Electric Light Orchestra ranking. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't to us. Just so, an acronym. Uh, so, but it's uh, it might be the best game ever made. Really? Uh, I, c- I can't tell, but I can't stop playing it. Uh, I don't think I need to tell you what it is because you probably already know. We uh, finished it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I finished a lot of games. Uh, I'll tell you what, and the the main thing I can tell you is that because it's Christmas, 
Uh, my favorite character, Maokai, who is a living tree, has had a skin released where he looks like a Christmas tree, and instead of throwing bombs, he throws presents. Oh, that's great. And that is... That, <laughs> that is, is great, actually. Game-changing. Yeah. Game-changing. I'm so How happy that I... How much does that I've, cost? Not uh, enough. I don't know. I don't even know. It's in Riot Points. I, right. I just... I throw money at this game because I love them and it. And Riot are so hot right now. You meet them at events and they're just cool, and the game is brilliant, and the community are... Uh, getting politer is the best <laughs> it's, way. It's ridiculously them. popular, isn't it? It's so good, and you probably have never played it even once, knowing you. No, I haven't. Uh, so um, I don't trust your opinion on this no, Big no, no, Sky no, Infinity gonna, shooter. Yeah, that's yeah. also true. But, um, but no, but I have played Big Sky Infinity. Oh, yeah. um, but this is one of the most popular esports. It's the biggest games, game on the planet yeah. right now, definitely, without without a doubt. Biggest, uh, biggest game on the planet. It's. Uh, it's just so good. You should definitely play it. That's all I've got for you on that. Uh, so I, I really can't score it enough. Uh, 7 out of 10. And it's on PC, is it? PC only. I'm going to be getting my new PC over Christmas, I think. You don't need a very powerful PC. No, to but play. I'm going to get one so that me and Steve are going to play Daisy together. Oh, we're going to hide in a, We are going to get a PC of Christmas and we're going to hide, hide in bushes. I, well, I don't even know what that is. Ah! Biggest game on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and we were just having a good gossip. <laughs> right, good gossip. A good gossip. The things that I, happened I, at the I Christmas party. I tell party. you what, as well, and I, I genuinely looked down to see that the mics weren't even slightly up. <laughs> and I did, because of the things that we were saying. I know. I know. Yeah, how'd you feel about that, Leo? Uh, I'm really pleased to have heard what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah it was really great. It's astonishing. Well, look at them the same astonishing. way again. Astonishing. Yeah. I know. I know. So I that's, know. that's almost it for the year, Steve. It is. I, I think it's been a good year, apart from uh, last week, which uh, two weeks ago, which I really, really apologise for. When uh, Leo arrived today, he said, "Yeah, I'm a bit jet lagged, but I'm not as bad as Steve was." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was an appalling. You should be ashamed of yourself and embarrassed. Yeah, I did. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for Matt actually. I know. I did too. And yeah. I did. I did genuinely leave the studio half. Way through to have, to have oh, words yeah. with myself did outside. You, did you see Matt tweet? Matt, when Matt was on the show, he couldn't come to our Christmas party because uh, he was having a rival personal party at his <laughs> at his um, at his place on the night. And on Saturday night, he tweeted at us um, to say he'd made, made some gingerbread men or something like that. But then the following morning, they were they were repainting a wall, which, <laughs> which I think was a sign oh. the sign of a good party. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we did, did want to thank everyone for coming because we did make everyone there official friends of the we show. We did, yeah, yes. you're, on the we, list. With, you're on the list. With badges, which means now One Life Left has its has official badges. Which you presented Fox to Leo, which you just sort of handed to Leo rather than making any sort of ceremony about it, which I, yeah, we should have done a bit of wearing it with pride. You, you are now, Leo, you're on our honours list left. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, if we gave him two, then he could wear them like a pasty. <laughs> I will cover my yeah. nipples with these badges right now for you. 
It's all right. It's yes. biology. Thank you for coming to the party and thank you for listening during the year. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's been all thank right. you to all of our guests this year and to all of our feature contributors, especially Tom. Who's well done, Tom. Yeah, that was excellent. Tom. You made us laugh. New and excellent. And uh, yeah, well, we plan on being back next year, don't we? But so. who knows what will happen on Friday? We shall see. Well, you said we won't because of the leap year. It's all nonsense. It is, well, yeah, but you'll look pretty stupid if it isn't. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that it then? Happy Christmas. Yeah. Happy, happy Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Good to see you, Leo. Oh, Thanks for coming up. on. Yeah, Christmas. Exactly, Say yeah. happy Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <Bye. laughs> Good enough. Yeah, we'll see you next year. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.